0: Thanks for tuning into the Life in the Front Office podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And thanks to Suja Organic for their support. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode on the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Really excited to have our guest uh, today and Laura Gaynor. Uh, Yes, we have had Brian Gaynor on in the past a couple of times. And so uh, only fitting that we have Laura on. And we're going to talk pickleball, my new favorite sport. Um, I know it's catching fire everywhere uh, around the country, but uh, just a fun activity to play with friends, different colleagues, people of all ages and uh, we'll get into kind of how the sport became what it has so far and then like where is it going and um, Laura nonetheless welcome.
1: Yeah thanks for having me it's always exciting to talk about pickleball every day.
0: (laughs) So where did you first I have to ask like where did you first come across pickleball because first time I ever came across it was actually in Athens, Ohio of all places when I was in grad school. And uh, it was freezing one winter day. And, and the, the tennis center had a flyer that said pickleball lessons. I'm like, What the heck is pickleball? And this old guy was given lessons and he crushed us, of course. Um, and I'm like, guy's not even athletic. He's not like, I'm like, how did he beat us? Right. So uh, that was my first encounter, but uh, what, what about yours?
1: And so mine's unique because it's the marketing perspective. And you mentioned my husband, Brian, was on your podcast. He's, of course, in sports sports marketing, and he's actually how I got introduced to Pickleball because at the time in November of 2019, I just launched Bospor Gainer, my own consulting firm, because I was like, oh, I can get a client, a couple clients, and still be able to kind of you know, be home, take care of the kiddos, and still... Uh, fuel my marketing passion. And so Brian had actually introduced me to George, who was uh, working for USA Pickleball, had just joined the team, and they were about to go through a rebrand, create a new logo for USA Pickleball. And he was like, oh, my wife just launched this consulting firm. She would love to be a part of it. And I had never even heard (laughs) of Pickleball. So of course, when you're going to help with someone with marketing, I wish I had that first call with George recorded because I was clueless. I had no clue about Pickleball. And now Fast forward two and a half years, it's just incredible. It's turned into a career, a lifestyle, and I just love the sport so much and just all that it brings. But yeah, so I needed to go learn how to play. So once I got introduced to you, I said pickleball, it's like, I'd love to help you, but I need to go (laughs) learn how to play the sport first. And just like everyone else, I think the common response, once you get in that court the first time, once you play, you're like, oh my gosh, the sport. You, you, people say like, oh, I can't put my finger on what it is, but you just have so much fun. There was four of us that went to our local community center, really good friends, and we just had a blast. Uh, we learned the sport, uh, we were playing. Of course, You know, at that time, it was a lot of senior citizens where that was just kind of what the sport was and a lot of retirement communities, uh, the sport was popular. So it just kind of skewed that age. But now in the last two and a half years, that age, we're excited. It's skewed a lot younger. Someone like yourself, you <laughs> go out to the court and you think it's kind of funny at first. And also like, oh, wow, like you um, do need that athleticism if you want to improve in the game or you can um, improve your skills and get really competitive. But at the same time, the sport, uh, why it's popular, is easy to learn. As you mentioned, you just go to local courts where you are. You just need your own paddle. Sometimes they offer them for you and you just rotate in and you meet new friends such a social sport so it's fun it's social easy to learn and uh everyone just has a great time once you get on the court
0: yeah I think from like a sport perspective I'm actually pretty pretty good at ping pong but like you're never gonna like where are you gonna go to play ping pong with people right unless I guess it's at a bar but um you know and then tennis like tennis has its obstacles in terms of like you you do actually have to be pretty good or decent to go have a fun time right and so then pickleball is just somewhere in between where you know you can pick up the slack for your partner if you need to because uh you know you can you can run around and whatnot and and um you know everything will work out but it's one of those sports where i think it's pretty easy to pick up it's what, I mean, you can get a paddle, you can get a set of paddles and balls for what, 40 bucks, right? Like it's, it's pretty cheap entry, right? You don't have to go get expensive equipment and stuff like that. So talk a little bit about what you've seen from an inclusion perspective uh, with regards to the sport and just how it's being picked up across the country.
1: Yeah. So to your point, how it's easy to learn and you can have fun. So it's very multi-generational. So when um, we bought a portable net, we were living in Chicago and we put it in our driveway and my two kids, my husband and I were all playing and we actually invited our neighbors over. And so it's just a sport that you can literally have your grandparents, your parents, your husband, spouse and your kids all having a good time playing the sport together. And then from an inclusion standpoint it's such a welcoming sport. So if you go, so we moved to Florida a year and a half ago and what appealed uh, the community that appealed to us cause they had 12 brand new pickleball courts. And with us moving to a new city and my background's always been like social running events um, for the companies that I worked for. And that's what I loved about the sport too, is the sport, you can go by yourself and know that it's going to be very welcoming. You're going to go to the courts. There might be 16, 20, 40 people there. And you get a chance to rotate and play with all these different people and even different skill levels. Like when you get to a point, usually the courts are divided between beginner, intermediate, advanced players but once you step on that court start playing with those beginner players you quickly realize like oh i can improve and move up to these other courts and since we've moved here a year and a half ago majority of my friends are all pickleball friends because i go to the courts and i meet new people every single day make good friendships and pretty soon that's our social activities it's like hey let's go to the courts tonight let's play pickleball or i start my morning usually. Um, every day going to play for two hours and then get to my computer and get to work on pickleball. So yeah, it's just an incredible sport and very inclusive and welcoming.
0: What's the most surprising thing that you've learned so far about how people have picked up the game? Like, did you think it would catch fire this quickly?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been so fortunate. Um, just my experience, I handle the media relations for USA Pickleball. So it's just amazing to see how many celebrities, how many organizations reach out. And 2021, all these major publications, such as Allure, New York Times, and I helped coordinate a Today Show feature where the whole morning crew was out at a court playing pickleball. So just from a personal perspective and just the opportunities that the sports bring, like we're fortunate. Usually when you work <laughs> in media relations, you're having to pitch a story and try and get it covered. But people were just coming to me my email inbox was flooded with like, Hey, we want to do a story on pickleball. Can you st-? I had so many <laughs> interviews in 2021 and just so many opportunities to get a chance to share this sport. So the media, uh, very thankful to them to kind of create this buzz and they really helped uh, the growth of the sport and getting more people introduced to it.
0: I know we'll have Stu Upson on the podcast as well, who heads up USA pickleball, but, uh, how did you get involved in the organization? And, and since you've been involved, what's, What's the role of the governing body in a sense, right? To kind of help, you know, not necessarily, uh, yes, it's the rules, the operations, stuff like that, but, and then maybe, you know, the leagues that are now popping up, but like, what's the involvement there and, and how does it continue to grow?
1: So, USA Pickleball, I was fortunate. They were my first client. So, as I mentioned, I was kind of with them when they did the whole rebranding and, created a new website. And then yes, yeah, Stu's our the USA Pickleball CEO, and he was actually the first hired CEO. It was a new role that the governing body hadn't had yet. Before that, it was all board driven and executive director. So Stu came on a little over a year ago. And just as you mentioned, USA Pickleball were the governing body. We managed the rule book, So we have a full council, of team that are reviewing the rules, how to update the rating system, uh, both for tournaments and then just for people that want to go step out on the court because right now it's self-rated you self-rate yourself like oh I'm a beginner I'm probably gonna be a 3-0 and all of a sudden you go on your court and you realize you know hey maybe I can move up to a four o. but so they're working on the rating system um, governing body there's so many opportunities to introduce the sport to school that we're very proud of so we have our youth program provider memberships where PE teachers community our leaders can join, and then we send them all the tools that they need. Here's how you teach the sport. Here's the curriculum as to how you can teach all your students how to play. And I actually had a call with a New York group yesterday, and they said they have I think it was like 1,100 schools um, in New York City, but only 10 of them are teaching PE as part of their curriculum. So. USA Pickleball, we have 2000 ambassadors around the country that are volunteering their time to teach this sport. So it's these New York ambassadors mission to get into these schools, add it to the curriculum. So as the governing body, there's just so many opportunities. Our main mission is to help grow the sport, continue to grow the sport and provide the tools that um, all the players needs. And then of course we have our national championship series on the competitive side, these tournaments we're pro players, amateur players, compete in tournaments all for the chance to win a golden ticket uh, to get the chance to play at Indian Wells Tennis Garden Uh, in November of 2022. We have our annual national championship uh, hosted at Indian Wells Tennis Garden. So it's exciting to see the sport continue to grow. And so USA Pickleball's main mission is to host these opportunities, provide uh, the United States, of course, with all the tools they need to help grow the sport.
0: Where does it go from here i mean uh, like college pickleball at some point like i could see that getting you know scholarships real real competitive i mean youth (laughs) leagues like obviously it can go in so many different directions and it's kind of where do you put the resources time and energy how do you how do you make sure that what you're doing now is is you know even better right and and just continue to be improved upon there's also the Top Golf model, right? That's kind of starting to pop up. Uh, I think I saw Chicken and Pickle or something like that in Texas. I mean, where, yeah. where does it go from here?
1: Yeah, so actually, I mentioned 2021, I was really talking with media about the growth and now 2022, it's really shifting to how more brands are getting involved. And you mentioned Chicken and Pickle. One of my clients is about to announce themselves and they're building very similar where it's like an entertainment complex the sport grew so much and it's such a fun social sport so someone like chicken and pickle and my client that um well again will be announcing here soon where they have indoor pickleball courts so in the midwest obviously you can't play year round outside so people are seeking opportunities for healthy exercise so they have indoor courts attached to the bar restaurant concept and then the tournament aspect these people are building communities are building courts understanding too that it's going to help their city because Um, If you go to pickleballtournaments.com and just search for your city or state, you can see all these tournaments that are in the area. And a lot of people book trips for that reason to, oh, I want to go play in this New York tournament that was just announced by APP, visit the city, play in the tournament, and of course, experience the city as well. So the sport, it's very, um, as I mentioned, multi-generational. So a lot of people, and it's such a wide (laughs) audience of like, who are you targeting? Because all ages can play it. So it's an opportunity to not have that small niche, as you mentioned, like a table tennis player or a golfer, um, such that everyone can play this game. So people that are already athletes in their respective sports, these celebrities, they're also playing pickleball. So the audience is just so broad. So there's opportunities for the sport to grow with these venues, with people building courts, um, equipment companies are booming, of course, this year, because they're, selling hundreds of paddles, thousands of paddles to players as they introduce the sport, but just so many areas of growth um, that this sport really kind of helps um, the economy and of course um brands.
0: From a from a brand perspective, like obviously there's no, I mean, eventually like you'd love to see it on ESPN plus or something like that, right? And 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 kind of I think the celebrity match, you know, series at some point could be cool where you've got different celebrities competing across the board, or, or maybe there's a tournament of celebrities or I, I don't know where well, I'm, I'm spitballing here. You're, you're the one who's involved, but you're
1: sports marketer. Those are all ideas that are definitely already off-flowing. <laughs> that's
0: right. So as you think, but as you think about like today's consumption for brands and, and intertwining brands and sport, like media is obviously a big part of it. So how does, like, where does the media side of things go? How do you continue to build upon it outside of say social and YouTube and so on and go from there?
1: Yes, we already have, so uh, USA Pickleball, we have our national championship series that I mentioned, and we have partnerships with ESPN Plus and ESPNU, where a lot of our matches for these tournaments within that series are broadcasted, such as our national championship that I mentioned that's hosted at Indian Wells um, Tennis Garden. And so there's two pro tours right now, the APP tour and then the PPA tour. So as you mentioned, the exhibition match, PPA recently had an exhibition match with Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Phelps playing pickleball. And that was broadcasted. Um, I mean, that specific one was broadcasted on their YouTube channel, but then that same weekend that tournament, their championship Sunday was broadcasted on Fox sports too. So we're definitely going to get there. The sport will get there where we have those opportunities for larger brands, such as like Coca-Cola Pepsi that will want to market the sport because they will hopefully be on Fox sports live ESPN. So on those mainstream channels during prime time, but right now we have, hundreds of professional players, but there might not be known to like the common, you know, players, such as like a Serena Williams, you know, who that is. You're going to want to tune in to watch, but so the sport will get there because we have incredible pro players right now that are understand they're all getting agents. (laughs) They're getting sponsorship deals. So the sport's going to get there and these pro players are going to help us get there. And then I know you mentioned like, potentially being a college sport and a high school sport. We would love to see that too. And what's fun is a lot. Someone like myself, almost 40 and then we have younger kids we also see it as opportunity and you know any sports marketer too that want to have their child be a pickleball pro player because we know it, like once my kids you know they're 10 maybe in 10 years the sport is going to grow tremendously and maybe it will be a college sport where they can get these scholarships be a pro player and stuff definitely going to get more competitive but so people are now training their kids <laughs> to be really good pickleball players at a young age because they love the sport so much too and they would love in 10 years to see their kid getting a scholarship and playing pickleball for, you know, whatever university.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean like m- most sports, right. It's just the parent dropping them off at the exos or whatever training facility it is. And then they, you know, they come back and pick them up. But in yeah. this case, like they could train with them in a way. Right. And, exactly. they-
1: and people are putting, um, so we actually just talked to a young um, player that now already plays pro. I don't know how old he is, but he's definitely between, 10 and 13 years old, if not younger, and he plays on these pro tours and they just put a pickleball court in their backyard. So the nice fact about pickleball is it's one fourth the size of a tennis court. So the real estate needed to build a court is very minimal. And as I keep mentioning, different celebrities are playing and it's people that have the funds to put a court right in their house there. Um, so these companies, such as Sportmaster, are official Court surface of USA Pickleball. They're so busy right now because they're <laughs> building all these home courts, and then of course complexes with multiple courts. But as yeah, the sport people can just train right in their backyard, and they have fun. I would have fun play with my kids, um, so they can learn the sport together.
0: Yeah, as you think about kind of the ecosystem, right, of pickleball as a whole, and we we had Mark Riker on, you know, with the with the USA Senior Games, right, and it was like. Hey, you know, come, come play, you know, pickleball is getting introduced to the USA senior games. Well, so then that, then you've got the whole like ecosystem trickle down effect of you could, you know, go pro in the senior games, but then there's other opportunities eventually. Um, So as you, as you kind of see the ecosystem going to uh, in whichever direction it will, um, what's the, what's the thing that you want people to be aware of in terms of opportunities of how to get involved or even potential career opportunities, like helping run a tournament, volunteer, whatever it might be. If, you know, there isn't, or there isn't that structure yet, right. Where there's, you know, um, maybe as, as much robust business opportunities from like a, uh, Hey, I'm going to go work here. Right. From, a, from a team perspective, whatever it might be. Right? but there's other opportunities to get involved.
1: And people are so passionate about this sport too. So, I mean, um, I'm fortunate I get to live and work and play pickleball uh, every day. So the fact that I got into this career, I feel very fortunate. On I mean, my one year anniversary of Oscar Gaynor, I was like, hey, there's this huge opportunity with pickleball marketing. So I transitioned my website, my brand, to be exclusively Pickleball Marketing Consulting Agency. And from that, that's how I got my new client. And because people were Googling Pickleball Marketing. Um, So from a marketing perspective, there's just such an opportunity right now. I'm excited, I mean, as I'm growing, I need more people to kind of partner with me and help. There's so many creative minds. My background's always been working with multiple advertising agencies. And so I'm actually gonna be partnering up with some agencies right now. I have them working on some concepts. for USA Pickleball for continuing to spread the word about the sport. And these agencies really want to get into the sport too. Um, Not just the brands, of course, to sponsor the sport and get exposure, but agencies also see this opportunity to connect with those brands, to help market the sport, um, to help their agency grow as well. And then just as you mentioned, there's so many tournaments around the United States to volunteer for, get connected. And this sport is such a great networking Opportunity. I mean, there's all levels of, um, you know, it's such diverse range of players, um, you know, they're different careers, they're different pay scale, and it's just such a great networking and then from there, I've met so many different people where whether they're helping to fund a community center where they're volunteering their time or they have the funds to build a full complex and they want to make um, a large venue to where you can host these large tournaments with specific pickleball courts, not just these tennis centers. But um, kind of roundabout way to answer that is exactly there's just so many <laughs> opportunities to get involved with the sport, um, whether it's the tournament competitive side, marketing side of it, and then, of course, to work with these brands that are selling pickleball paddles are um, you know, selling apparel, whatever it may be. But we'll just see that continue to boom as the sport grows, of course, all the different jobs that will be available for, for pickleball. And on my first job, it was actually a social media agency, which is funny now. Like that doesn't exist. Everybody just does social media. So I'm sure, similar to like myself, having um, one of the first pickleball marketing agencies, there'll be specific brands that are dedicated to pickleball products, pickleball marketing um, in the future.
0: What's uh, what's the one rule that you've learned along the way that you're like, oh, this is this is just different. Like, I, like I wouldn't have wouldn't have guessed this rule, or it came up playing right where someone just wouldn't know and then and then we'll get to some of the lingo because that's that's a whole nother
1: well funny story about the rules so (laughs) we went to Boca and played in a tournament and so USA Pickleball you can sanction your tournaments to where obviously you're following the USA Pickleball rules and some of these tournaments they're national qualifiers where you have a ref at every single match so a certified ref and the play really kind of shifts because in rec play you're so used to being like, oh no, like, oh shoot, I got the server never messed up. You know, you're not the first server. So <laughs> we were up in our, we lost our first match. We were um, then moved on to the second round where we had one game to 15, we were up nine to one. <laughs> and I was so generous that the other team, I was like, oh wait, that person's not serving, you know cause it, you'd change your position as to where you're gonna receive. And so I told them, I was like, oh, you're not the right server. The other one's the server. And the refs, just like, well, oh, that was very nice of you. But now they get a second chance. And whereas if I had just let them serve, like, we would have got the ball back. Then, of course, we proceeded to lose 15-9. <laughs> after we were up nine months, they we went, got their heads. They went
0: on a 14-point run after you were nice it,
1: it was pretty wow. ridiculous. I think they got six points after I gave them the ball to serve back. But stuff like that, I mean, it's a whole different game. Understanding the rules, so of course, I'll never make that mistake again now when we play with uh, in sanctioned tournaments with refs. But um, but yeah, there's just of course learn the rules. Um, <laughs> the general rules, even just to get out to the game. I think that's where people get the most nervous, is they might go see their community center and these people are like so good, but you can get really good after playing three times. So don't be scared to jump on the court for the first time. Go to usapickleball.org, watch YouTube videos so you can learn the rules. And then that helps that would help me because someone recommended, like, hey, watch this video to learn the rules before you come to the court for the first time, because then it kind of helps you catch on once you play the first time
0: yeah and then you pick up some of the lingo like I don't know if this is a if this is a thing or if it's just in Arizona but like if the if your ball goes on to the other court you got to yell pickle because then someone they you know they don't trip over it or they stop picking up <laughs> hit it back to you like is that is that a thing
1: I never yelled pickle but we yell ball so um you, know, you definitely have to yell ball for safety just to, and sometimes people get frustrated because they might be in a good point you're like oh darn it but, um, but, yeah, when you get pickled is when you would lose, like, 11-0. You don't want to ever be in, the, in that uh, situation. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so when you get shut out, it's called pickled.
1: Exactly. You don't want to get pickled.
0: Okay. What other what other lingo is there that we're missing here, like, that you that you got to know starting out?
1: Yeah, what, what I've been trying to do, or what I would love to, if you watch some of the pro matches, like, on YouTube, just, you know, look at our USA Pickleball YouTube channel. You can watch some of these pros play, and – um, someone like Lee Whitwell is one of a pros and they call it Ernie where you can actually, so you can't go into the kitchen, you know, to catch, uh, hit a ball in the air, but Ernie's call where you kind of jump around the side of the kitchen and just slam it down as you're kind of midair. Um, so those are a lot of fun to watch and I would love to be able to kind of do one authentically in a game.
0: <laughs> next, um, time I, next time I try and do that, I'm also going to yell Ernie at the same exactly. time. Exactly, Everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then of course, ATP, I almost had one of those yesterday where the ball kind of goes to the side of the court and you go get it. And then it goes around the post. Um, So that's an ATP. So everyone loves when they get the chance to ATP, basically hitting it from around the side of the pole, of course, and then into where it gets in on your opponent's side is called the ATP.
0: Yeah, all that spin. uh, I mean, (laughs) it's all about the spin. That's what I figured out. Like As soon as the baseball player in me wanted to hit it really hard and then you go, okay, that's not going to work. I got to go to like the ping pong spin. It's all about the spin.
1: And ping pong players, they're really good. Um, That's a good way to transition to pickleball. I mean, they're always good. They have the great hand-eye coordination. They're really quick. Um, There's actually a pickleball brand, or excuse me, a table tennis brand that's about to announce themselves as well to move into pickleball. So they'll be excited. They're creating, of course, they're creating ping pong paddles and stuff. And now they're going to be creating on April 1st, they're actually going to announce themselves to be making pickleball paddles. So it's exciting to, for the table tennis
0: players. Looking out for it. What's, uh, if, if someone wants to get started, like what's without any uh, brand, uh, you know, favoritism, like what, like <laughs> what's the one to get started? What's the known, like, is like, what's the Nike of pickleball?
1: And there's so many options. There's, you know, Franklin has great paddles, head has some great entry level. I usually send people um, Dick Sporting Goods, has great options. We can kind of see multi ranges of price and cost. Costco actually has um, a set of paddles and then Walmart. So more and more of these, of course, large department stores that you can kind of quickly go in person uh, to order them. But then pickleballcentral.com is the USA Pickleball official equipment provider. They have a full range of different paddles you can kind of see, but it can get overwhelming as to which one you should get, but don't feel like you have to get the $100 paddle to start. You can get a $50 paddle. I would just recommend not getting like those wooden ones to start. Um, just they're more inexpensive, but if you really want to learn the game, get a really good paddle, like from Franklin head Selkirk. There's just so many in paddle tech. There's, um, so many brands that have options for you. And then what's nice is some of them even have kits where you can get two paddles and some balls, or maybe even four paddles so that way your whole family can start.
0: Yeah, definitely having the extra paddle when you invite a friend is the, is the way to go because they they don't have one, right. And you you got it for them. But, um, last thing for you is like, I mean, international, like, is it gone? Like what, what's the international landscape look like?
1: Yeah. So we're in over 60 countries now. So the international Federation of Pickleball, if you go on their website, they keep announcing more and more countries are playing and of course once that gets stronger um hopefully we head toward the direction of being in the olympics as an olympic sport so um yeah ifp their website has i think it's over 60 now they keep announcing more countries that are in so um it's great to see the international pickup of the sport and yeah hopefully in the future it'll be an olympic sport as well
0: well now i got a new goal Uh...
1: (laughs) exactly that's why i make my kids Olympians uh, playing pickleball
0: and we'll keep track. No, I like first things first, you got to go play in a tournament. Right. And then you probably figure out how bad you are compared to everybody else. But uh, and
1: once you jump in that tournament play, it gets really addictive really fast. Like we're always looking at our tournament calendar, our calendar for the year and planning out our weekends. Like, Oh, like I tell my husband, it's like, oh, I have <laughs> like a heads up. I'm going this getaway weekend with my friends. Cause we're doing a pickleball tournament and traveling. And then of course that's what inspired my brand, sun.com because it's such a fun lifestyle. There are friends that are booking tournaments or we're heading down to Daytona to play at Picktona for the day. And it's such a fun social. There's so many destined, like the brand, I could go on for hours about all the opportunities with the hotel resorts industry. They're putting pickleball courts because they understand people are only booking travel if they have pickleball courts on site or nearby. But so many opportunities for this sport and definitely just go to usapickleball.org To jump in, learn the rules. And then one other thing, places to play.org. So places number two, play.org. You can just go on that site, type in your zip code and you can find which courts are near you, the open play times, the cost that's associated to either rent the court or just to do a drop-in play. But I just recommend, don't be scared, (laughs) go to the court, learn the rules ahead of time a little bit, but don't feel like you have to have them memorized and everyone's very welcoming and we'll teach you how to play. And pretty soon you'll be competing in tournaments.
0: Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to learn more. I uh, Excited to talk to Stu as well and get his perspective on kind of where the sport's heading as well. But uh, Laura, nonetheless, really appreciate your perspectives and insights on pickleball where it's heading. Uh, as you mentioned, pickleball in the sun uh, from a media perspective, kind of paying attention to the different locations and whatnot. Um, so again, thank you. And uh, certainly look forward to having you on and, you know, let's say another year or so from now. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about.
1: I know, I hope to get to play with you in person sometime.
0: That too, that too. I, I can't
1: Stay competitive. I th-
0: yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things where, like you'd like to think you're good, but then you look across the courts and you're like, oh, that person's intense. Like, I don't know about that. Right. <laughs> so you, it's a it's a whole nother level of like getting accustomed to like, OK, like, what's my level? Right. Like, what's my level of play? So uh, the former athlete in me gets I, I can get competitive. So we're... oh
1: yeah, well, any sports marketer is very competitive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Well, Laura, I really appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Life in the Front Office podcast, presented by Suja Organic. Remember, you can get fifteen percent off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO. L I F O. And remember, if you like this episode or you like the Life in the Front Office podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really appreciate you tuning in, and stay tuned for the next one.